Flash. Welcome to episode one of season eight, Book Record Beer. So excited to have you here. It's a big one. Two of my favorite people on the whole goddamned planet are here to share this brand new season with me. Uh, first of all, as always, Daniel DeFranco, say hello. I am touched. I know I was. People can't see it, but I was literally touching him. <laughs> and my brother, and now yours, Michael Mahalik. Say hello. Hello. Ooh. Blood brother. A lot of tone there. A little bit of tone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got the mic sideways. I'm, this I'm is a whole different this is a this is a whole different BRB, baby. We got sideways mics. We're doing all sorts of wild stuff. Um we got an excellent, very weird, very strange everything is weird. Every single piece of this is weird. Eclectic. Very eclectic. I'm I'm pretty psyched about it. Yeah, it's actually. Cool. Um and so we're starting uh, this season in a, in a, in a strange fashion and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm way into it. So today we will be looking at a very, very interesting, uh, book called flashes of life by Michael Ling. Um, this is, I don't know how precisely to classify it. It's certainly a book. Uh, it's, it's not a novella. It's not a chat book. It's not necessarily verse, but it's also not prose or fiction per se it's a very unique offering and i am i am a big fan of it uh we are also looking at uh i think it's our first soundtrack ever the fantasia the disney 1940 fantasia soundtrack and our beer is something that is pretty fucking brand new from a brewery that's been around dogfish heads 2024 art series the first release of four nordic spring it's an india pale ale and it's got some weird stuff in it it looks cool too i'm pretty excited yeah so they got these artists to uh to get in there and and make something i'm make, into it make it up yeah um the it's reminds me of liquid death has been doing that too with their mm. boxes and yeah they're super cool i am real into just all of this cross-pollination that's happening in, in, in artistic and artisanal spaces. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really into it. It feels like the artists are starting to take back a little bit and to, and to, to, to bring up like creators and, and artists that are, that are in, in indie world and bring them a little bit like step them into the mainstream and, and do this and just recognizing people that have been doing stuff for a really long time. But we'll talk about that when we get into the beer section. Firstly, I'm going to introduce these cats. I'm going to introduce these cats as soundtracks or playlists. And you'll see why, dear listener, in a little bit. Um, the book is full of playlists. But here we go. The what? I said book. You said the what? I said the book is full of playlists. Oh, the book is full of playlists. Yeah. Okay. Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to introduce these gentlemen as a, as a, uh, a famous or interesting or known playlist or soundtrack of some kind. Uh, Mike, I would introduce you as the compilation album Dynamite with Laser Beams, which nice. is a punk <laughs> offering of Queen songs. Nice. <laughs> the best one being the Blood Brothers. Oh, wow. Without a doubt. Wait, um, so uh, how is the... 
I meant to ask you this. Like, what is a famous playlist? Like, how do you... Is this just on, like, Spotify? So I was going off of... No, I was going off of if there's been a compilation album that's, like, sort of broken through where you're like, that band fucking covered that. That's incredible. Or on the radio, there are certain uh, playlists that get sort of, like, uh, you know, a DJ famous or some notoriety. Exactly. I see. Okay. So Dynamite with Laser Beams came out in 2002. Uh, Under Pressure by the Blood Brothers is the opening track. Wow. And it's probably one of the best covers ever wow i have to hear that it's incredible i mean all the bands i literally don't know any other band on the entire album (laughs) like not even a doubt that makes me want to listen to it more uh the only one that i know on there besides blood brothers is uh melt banana covers we will rock you whoa so those are the only two i know on the whole album it's very punk very wild that sounds it, crazy. I, yeah, so it fits you pretty well. Nice. I'll uh, take it. Daniel's going to be so disappointed with this one. Um, Daniel, if you were to be introduced as a famous playlist Ooh. or sounds or something like that, you would be Pierre Robert's Breakfast with the Beatles. Hmm. It, <laughs> it's an appropriate <laughs> reaction. I, well, listen. Was that even, was Deflation. That, was Pierre Robert even, wasn't that? I don't know if it's Pierre Robert, actually. No. Fuck. And this whole, this whole time I've had in my head, and when I looked at you and said it, my body what? went, my brain went, I don't think that's right. No, and then I've convinced myself for a week as I prepared this that that's what it was. It was I don't John think it's Pierre. It's John DeBella. Oh, John it is. DeBella. Famous for his DeBella DeBall, but also... <laughs> Breakfast with the Beatles. Dropping the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Nick has a gulp. Uh, yeah. Breakfast with the Beatles. Here's why. Here's why. Wow, John DeBella. Because only you and the Breakfast for the with the Beatles, uh, uh, you know, playlist mm-hmm. have ever gotten me to go. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> what is? Like the, the only the, the only two things you 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 you've you've been like hey hey man give it a I remember you 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 were like what are you fucking hating on the Beatles for right? Did you ever listen to the insert song that you told me about here yeah. I forget what the fuck it was and I was like oh, that's pretty good actually yeah it's not bad, it's not bad. I, I I just I think I had this preconceived notion and 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 sometimes just put on the radio MMR right mm-hmm. Bella comes on uh, it's breakfast with the Beatles because it's early as fuck and I'm driving to school. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll give it a moment. Yeah, that was one or two nine, though. Jesus Christ. It's not even anymore. <laughs> it's MGK. <laughs> MGK. Fuck. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own my uh, my ignorance here. I've been listening to these streaming things for too fucking long. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think back to DRE, man. I think yeah. back to the to the days, you know? Uh, let's not go down memory lane. Uh, we'll, it's not. We'll, yeah, never, we'll never come back. 103.9. Uh, but that's, that's, that's what I... Would introduce you, Cats, as famous players. You'd be breakfast with the Beatles for that reason that I just said, and you would be for sure dynamite with laser beams for the other thing that I just said. Uh, I'm into it. I gotta put, check that out. You yeah. put me in a pickle because I. This is weird. It's a tough <laughs> thing. It was a strange thing. So, but it does. It, it it's still connected to the book. I think I got yeah. one for you. Yes. And if there's been a theme through all of these that I do for you, it's always an underhanded insult. And Dude, yeah. do you <laughs> suck, but I love you so much, and you're actually great. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you would be the Rolling Stones' Hot Rocks, <laughs> <laughs> because the, the cover of that album is pretty iconic. Yeah, because album by album, this is uh, I guess a hot take for people that like the Stones. I don't think the Stones write good albums. But holy Whoa. hell, dude! I'd say the same thing about Queen. Whoa, I, I've been saying that about Queen. I would, I would absolutely say Whoa. that about Queen. Yeah, dude. I think album by album, yep. 
they're not bad, but you put an album on like, eh, skip. That's a skip. That's a skip. That one's weird. Oh, that's a skip. Wow. Oh no, that's a good fucking song. Right. So it's full of potholes. Yeah. So that yeah. compilation, which is pretty beefy, it's beefy, and it, that hot rocks was like that's some thick licorice. Like, that's hot some thick licorice. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost more direct than. That came out dynamite and laser beams, dude. In like 1970, 71, something like that. Um, So the band was only putting out their original music for like five or six years, and to have that many great songs, it's like, okay, this is why, this is why. Yep, they're the Rolling Stones. So we didn't get to ever see them then either. You know what I mean? That's the thing that I always think about is like when I start hating on some of these fucking bands, I go, you didn't get to see them live, and that was their bread and butter. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. So like them in particular too. By the time I saw them live, they were already just playing hits, and this was like a '94. That was w- when they had the video with all the huge models walking around yeah, New York City. Yeah, yeah. It was that, uh, that was ta- not Tattoo Me. It was the uh, Voodoo Lounge, I think maybe something like that. Something yeah. Like that. Um, that was my first concert. Uh, Blind Melon wow. opened up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We were just talking about this on my teacher thread. So uh, out of nowhere, Eric, dear listener, went. What well, was you guys' first concerts? Yeah, my my friend Maggie, I think it, I ni- I want to say 1976, Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I forget what album was that. That was her first concert. The River. Yeah, something like that. Mine was a cavalcade of 97.5 PST one hit wonders. <laughs> Donna Lewis, The Badleys, Deep Blue Something, Dog's Eye View, The Nixons. Donna oh Lewis. Oh, my God. The Nixon's sister? Sister. Yeah. First time uh, stage diving. Uh, to sister? <laughs> to sister, yeah, which was wild. Because she wanted to get dude, away from it. Was, it was, oh, God. <laughs> but uh, Donna, Lewis, Donna Lewis lip-synced. So my first concert, I got to see, like, Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Oh, so jaded. Anyways, so so wow. you were the Rolling Stones Hot Rocks. Nice. Um, because, um, you know, it's, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Dear listener, his face is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, rocks, baby. Yeah. you know, tolerable. But, but when I look back at all of the things that you've done and the time times we've had, it's like, yeah, okay, it adds up. I'll keep them around. <laughs> keep them around. Yeah. It's worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's good. Fantastic. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump in. Mike, while I open this book and prepare for, uh, you know, talking, mm-hmm. what was your first concert? My first concert? Yeah, I should know this. Oh, uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Nice. With so the my first or solo. Uh, it was Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers. Yeah. yeah. My first. I mean, Sands the you know the old drummer. What's cool? Pre Wildflowers drummer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was the the um, uh, fucking awesome studio drummer, the black dude. Yeah. He's so tight. He came on for Wildflowers and then he just stuck around because I don't even remember that drummer that well. was a problem. You ever watch the documentary Wildflowers documentary? No. Oh, it's so good. It's it awesome. But is, yeah, yeah, you see, the drummer's really the only problem, and Tom Petty's so laid back, but he was like, this guy's fucking, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's so he, talented. Yeah. So Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yep. Nice. But nice. I do, I also remember, because when people ask me that, I immediately, the first con- concert that comes to mind is Uncle Mark in the Baseball Diamond, in his cover band, we saw him, and I was getting, like, chewed up by bees or something. Yeah. But that, that when people say that question, that's the actual concert I think of. I'll say this. There might be a, 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 a bit of a, a contest for that because I have video of you in uh, 1997 at a YWCA in. Oh, uh, Battlespoon? At, no. Oh. 
67 Tales. Oh, wow. And I'm singing Killing in the Name, and you're rocketing yourself <laughs> off of ramps and, 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 and fucking uh, uh, plush like gymnastic equipment. That sounds about right. Fucking <laughs> yourself up. I don't even think. Wow. I, I think. Yeah. I think. I think Jacqueline was like one or two. So we have a book, right? We do. Yeah. It's called Flashes <laughs> of Life <laughs> nice, by Michael dude. Ling. I just gotta say, eight years of the cast and the direction, man. Daniel's yeah. on point. Uh, he's, with he's great. I, Not, I mean, honestly, it, it never got too tangential, but it was, you know. Oh, it, it used can. to be pretty. There's a lot of editing that goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear the finished product. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, continue. Moving forward. So this is an interesting book, and I, I, I do we want to start with a little bit about the the press because that's sort of a part of this, don't you think? Yeah. Before we start like promoting Hobart. Absolutely. Right. So, so this is uh, Flashes of Life came out in 2015 off of um, Hobart Press, which was uh, this is uh, sort of a. Um, I, I guess you could say a a, uh, a a division of its Hobart handbooks. Mm-hmm. So it's these smaller things. Uh, came out in 2015. The uh, author is Michael Ling. The art is by Jimmy James. Uh, Daniel, give us a little bit of uh, info on Hobart. So I'm not an expert on this, but I think it was last year, two years ago. It's like literary gossip and like people's personal lives, so I don't want to get into it too much. Oh, God. But there's an editor at Hobart. Um, is that a new, a new segment? <laughs> hot goss. Hot goss. <laughs> Can we, are we just starting the hot goss segment? Hot goss, 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 hot goss. You got to pan it. <laughs> we'll do like a little like five-minute ASMR. Goss, 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 hot goss. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Are we petty? Are we like No, are we, you should definitely do that. I mean, this was all over Twitter, so here's the hot goss. Hot goss moment with Daniel DeFranco. Do it. <laughs> All right. This is great, actually. I love it. Season uh, eight. It took us eight seasons <laughs> to get to hot goss. Uh, hot goss. <laughs> so Elizabeth Ellen. Uh, so all the editors at Hobart had uh, almost like unilateral control. They could publish whatever they wanted. It like prevented like a hierarchy, and it kind of kept the the the, the site whatever just kind of fluid, and the press just kind of making it. We've got these people. And I guess that that was they all knew their 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 aesthetic. If you want to publish something, you publish it. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So Elizabeth Ellen published this massively long interview with uh, this writer whose name is Alex Perez. And uh, I'm going to read from uh, Johnny Diamond's article off of LitHub. And the the title is most of Lit Journal Hobart's editors resign over tedious anti-woke in parentheses. Uh, sorry, in quotes, interview. Um, so, uh, with encouragement from Ellen, Perez rehashes numerous time-worn cliches about the artistic cowardice of the literary establishment, its elitism, its careerism, its overwhelming whiteness, its simultaneous disgust with and fetishizing of the working class. Um, anyway, so I read the whole interview. Uh, Alex Perez, he makes a couple of actually like valid points but he makes them in the shittiest, most misogynistic <laughs> way you but oh. fucking possibly ever like try Jesus. to say a thing. Hey, there's this problem that exists, but also I want to be Jordan Peterson or, oh, or like whatever. Christ. Like it's uh, yeah. It, it I just, was gonna say because some of those things sound not too bad to bring to light. Yeah, yeah. it just it was stinky and like just I think <laughs> all the editors just abandoned oh, ship like 
within well, hours was, or days of it being crawled. Was Birch. Right. Yeah, so this is where I don't. I mean, I don't want to. So him, him, and Elizabeth Ellen. Because that's to be where married. I got this book. So that's the yeah. only reason that, that that I have the book is because he was at the the camp, yeah. and he had all these that he was he was you know giving to the to the campers, uh, and and I was like, this is fucking amazing. He was like, yeah, I love it. It's great. And I don't know if this is one of his, um, or not, or what hand he had yeah, in this sure. being published. But um, but it it I didn't know any of this. Uh, when I chose the book and when I was reading the book and, and, and even when I was engaging with him during the summer, I was, I was completely unaware of the hot goss. And so, <laughs> so I, I, think the, you I think the hot goss is, and I like Aaron quite a bit. The few times I met him, he's been pretty awesome. Um, yeah, he's cool. But I think him and uh, Elizabeth, they were splitting up, and I guess she got Hobart in the, uh, wow. in, in the separation, I guess. Because now it does oh. say her name. Yeah. Hobart, like yeah. her press. It's like her press, yeah. Yeah, but Wild. I think... She might, she might be kind of shitty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, her. know her personally. I, I, know. I know that. I mean, most of the books that are in the catalog now are hers. Yeah, and I know just a little bit of her from, like, Twitter, but I, I think she, she might be shitty. I, she might perhaps. be, like, a MAGA. I mean, if your whole type of staff leaves yeah. and you don't yeah. make an attempt to keep people that have been doing right by you, that's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so I think the big issue with her... Is that she was almost like goading him on oh, and kind okay. of like encouraging this, you know, definitely like MAGA, like, yeah, dog whistle bullshit. Yeah. It, it, it's such a shitty interview and he come, they both come off so <laughs> shitty that I don't actually want to give them any more airtime. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's it. But, but I that, think it's worth I, mentioning. Yeah, yeah, it is worth mentioning because I don't want our listener to think that we're, we're support <laughs> like this is a... um. I, uh, this is not an endorsement of Hobart right. as much. It's it's an endorsement of Miko Hobart twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Because they were putting Back out good stuff. I yeah, thought certainly. Were. I thought yeah. you know, and I I always remember seeing them on Twitter and stuff like that, and being like, "Ooh, that's a place I'd like to find my work or put place my work rather." Yeah, you know, or something like that. And now that I know this, it's 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 disheartening because this is one yeah. of the coolest things I've read. Yeah, I I really enjoy it. So yes, dear Same. listener, what the fuck is this? It's called Flashes of Life. Uh, by Michael Ling. And essentially what we have here um, is what I would argue a compilation album of sorts where we have these various people that in my in my heart feel like they they know our author in some way. They're they're a part of her world. Uh, and, and she has uh, what appears to be uh, asked them for um you know a uh, a uh, uh, a playlist like what what are your maybe desert island track kind of thing um what are your what are your tunes that that give you life kind mm-hmm. of thing um and so we get a playlist uh it'll say something like um you know subject 3 keeps the hours of an owl subject 3 will edit out your errors right and then it'll be like shellac at action park pixies doolittle the replacements let it be beastie boys pull boutique on and on and on anywhere from 5 to 10 tracks in a playlist, sort of like mixtape thing, uh, and then there'll be a uh, chosen uh, artist, one of these musicians or groups, and uh, that will be sort of the title of a poem that gets written in some way uh, about or toward or uh, around uh, the subject in question. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of spell it out? Yeah. 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 That's the flow of it. So, so that's what it kind of is. But then I feel like in this, sometimes the poem uh, or the, the, the there's interlude kind of poems or, or these various sort of just like bits of writing that you can tell are more the speaker 
and not necessarily the subject. Mm-hmm. And so there's subject and speaker and subject and speaker and there's this back and forth. And ultimately it seems like it's creating uh, a sense of who the, the speaker is via um, the people they surround themselves by maybe. Um, so I wanted to know f- uh, first to just chat about like what you thought about um, this idea of, of uh, e- experiencing a character, the speaker of a piece uh, through um, the 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 music and the the I don't know sort of like highlighted trait of the people that they surround themselves with. Let me go first because it's gonna be really short. Sure. I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I read it all, uh, and a couple of them a couple of times. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I'm too dumb. Or I'll just nod in the... We, we all know. I mean, by this point, we all know that's not <laughs> the case. So, yeah. so. <laughs> Looking at it, it, it from the wrong angle, sure. to me, it just seemed... Maybe I just don't understand this type of poetry. It just seemed like a stream of conscious writing, which fine. It's great. Yeah. But it seemed like it was reaching for something more with with the uh, music, musical artist titles for the poems and then all the playlists. Yeah. That just kind of seemed like... Cool. Yeah, their bands and their albums. Okay, next page. I I didn't really. I wasn't seeing a through line. Okay, so you didn't see the 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 link between sort of the mixtapes. That's interesting because that was one of the tie-ins that I was gonna note was like in the first season of Book Record Beer Mm -hmm. we did High Fidelity, right? Where one of the the major sort of like through lines of that is the importance of the mixtape and what the mixtape's about and 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 how that sort of like requires this thoughtfulness and 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 there's rules right to to sort of compiling that list. it's probably an error on my part i wasn't i wasn't doing the work <laughs> i was reading it and expecting it to i think that's the, the expectation because it to me it was like this unspoken code of like if you know you know because to, for, for me it was like an alex perez interview by elizabeth Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> that's you mean? just oh, it, this this <laughs> to me the reason this and i don't even like really it, I'm still learning my way into poetry. It's like something that I feel for a long time I just didn't understand. And this was second nature. Like this was like fit this like a second skin. Why? Talk, talk to me about that. Because Maybe. this is, I felt yeah. that this is how I look at life. <laughs> like I make connections with things based on playlists and people who like similar music. So this was like, this felt to me like it was almost like a nod to be like, hey, there's other people who do this. Yeah. I really felt like connected to this in that it just felt, there was an unspoken code under the whole thing that was like, this is how I observe reality. And it's like, oh, same. It, yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't feel the need to like shoot for an expectation of like, oh, you like the bends. It was just like, oh, yeah, this person would like that because it's just a character trait, you know. So yeah. can you explain how you were approaching this and looking at this? So it's it's. Side A, B, C, D, four sides. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing is a is like a double mixtape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's like, you know, like a double EP, uh, LP, right? Right, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. And, in any case, um, I thought the same thing. This came really, really naturally. And and one of the notes I made was like, it seems to be, you know, it's entitled "Flashes of Life," and we have this thing where we have a person. And I wondered if it was, I, I didn't want to use the word reduced, right? Mm. Uh, but a person embodied uh, as a poem and a playlist, right? Is this meant to be a way to, to, to somehow come within that shadow uh, or, 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 the, or that, that to, to come close to like 
the essence of someone? Like, is this the way that we're able to 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 approach that at least, right? Some 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 version of the truth of somebody. Do we get it because poetry and music are the vehicles by which you can understand existence? You know, like that kind of that kind of thing. Like, um, you know, like there's all this talk now I see about how uh, what we deem as um, life, right, in quotes, uh, is is energy, right? And what we deem as energy is actually musicality, right? It's like notes and, and it actually has uh, tonality and, and all this stuff that, that, that is actually musical, right? So, so, so the essence, the, the foundations of life might actually be musical, right? And, and, and have, have, have tone and, and stuff like that. So, so when we think about uh, what they're trying to do here, I feel like Ling is is maybe using an experiment to to see if that can become disentangled, and we can sort of like maybe I I, I keep on coming to the word reduce, mm-hmm. distill Simpl- is maybe more simplify. accurate, right? So I, I, my question to you, so I can kind of wrap my head around your your point of view, um, are we who are we assuming is the speaker of all of these poems and like the timestamps and the playlists? I feel like it's it's some one that is connected to each of these people. Mm-hmm. I think it's meant to show just like in ex- w- while you exist, you are a reflection of all of these other mm-hmm. energies yeah. and entities that you come in contact with. And so that, you know, much like how if you strike a chord, it's going to bounce off my bass drum and it's going to mm-hmm. be changed because it's done that. Right. And it's going to have this different sort of. Uh, a tonality because of it and and so that that was the the, the sense of, of of what this is that i got right mm-hmm. like um and obviously as a musician and, and someone who uh jams a lot and play play or jammed a lot and, and 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 played with many different people like i always thought about i'm i'm now different because we because because yeah. we jam yeah. like I, yeah. I play differently because of that and, and maybe you do right. as well you know and and it's one of those things that's like that that how you play is your that's your signature yeah right that that's your style that's who you are and now you've influenced that right it's it's not this hard and fast thing it's this this malleable sort of amorphous thing um and so i was coming at it from that perspective i guess as like someone who really really found so much comfort and and themselves in music like that was such a huge thing that this i felt like i understood the importance of what they were trying to to do by incorporating that thing that seems innocuous i think i didn't understand what work the titles were trying to do yeah you're a titleman well so like, which is which is totally reasonable it makes perfect sense you've yeah. got a poem but like the title of it is is often just the title of an album mm-hmm. right yeah um yeah. and a title supposed to be doing work i wasn't sure Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. Where, where <laughs> that's that like, what the fuck? Like, what is that supposed to be? Uh, hey, I don't know that album very well. Sure. Um, but that's the thing. But but do you know? So I guess this is this is a great. Do a I have great to listen thing. to Nebraska to read no, this twelve fucking line poem? That's the thing. That maybe this is and and perhaps you know, like we do sometimes. Maybe we're we're blown out of proportion. We're reading into it. Maybe it's a, if you know, you know. But I think when I hear Nebraska, I hate it. I first I of all know, tangent. <laughs> Mini. I hate the if you know you know. Yeah, sure. It's oh like, yeah, oh, I, okay, I do. Okay, I do too. The fucking M and M's asshole. It's, it's, it's gatekeeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it's in. Right. It's just it, the comfort and familiarity of like the freedom that she had in expressing art that way. It's like that's how you look at life being spontaneous, spontaneous with 
That, I felt the same way. That's I all get I'm it. Saying. Music brings you back. It's like it's like a sense. It brings but, you back to. But there's it's the, also a universal language. Yeah. So we're not miscommunicating. In that. Yeah, but yeah. Before, but there's nothing universal hope, about. Before the, I forget the poems. But before I forget this, but but there might be right. So this is what I was gonna say. Okay. When you hear Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska, I know what the album looks like. Right. And yeah. it's, it's a it's got red. Uh, uh, typeface and it's and, it, and it's this black and gray sort of like desolate snowy whatever in my head that's what it looks like yeah I think that's what it is in any case but I also know that Nebraska I I, I, I own it I think I've listened to it once if you were to ask me what one song from Nebraska is I couldn't tell you right mm-hmm. if you asked me when it came out couldn't tell you Lonely Pilgrim but I is that <laughs> nah I doubt it no nah, that's a fucking fuck off <laughs> <laughs> but but I do know that there's this mystique around Nebraska, like there's this mystique around wildflowers, which mm-hmm. we talked about a little bit, right? That that there's certain albums that are, are a break from the norm for the artist, and that is the all I know about Nebraska is that it was uh, uh, Bruce, and maybe I'm 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 not even maybe I'm misremembering it, but this is this actually furthers my point. Maybe it's the river that is this mystique album that he was alone with a tape recorder in his room and he wrote all the songs and recorded them all by himself and this was this thing. It's like the first Foo Fighters album, right? Dave Grohl played every instrument. He did it in two weeks. There's this thing that you hear about it, Wait, right? What's, what's inter- so, Sorry, so, so my point though is whether you know the album or not, whether you've heard a song from it or not, right? If it, if it, you have maybe some connection to it that might have nothing to do with the music it might have something to do with you uh, uh, saw the album cover in a record store and you went that looks stupid and walked by right but but the albums and the, the 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 album titles that are chosen to be titles of the poems are rarely if ever so obscure that you, maybe you wouldn't know them at all right and so i think that maybe what's happening and what they're doing is in making these playlists and entitling them as such um they're playing with the idea that we all have these different connections no matter how small or large to this thing that is the world of music and maybe that's going to color your reading of it mm-hmm. and and rather than make it this cohesive piece she's really trying to it feels like touch on as much universal universality as as she can um, and, and maybe throw this wide, wide net out there mm-hmm. for however your experience is with this particular thing yeah. is, is how you're going to experience the poem or it's going to color your reading of the poem. And maybe you'll um, have some different uh, appreciation or, or, or idea of the thing after having read the poem. And then it's just this constant process, I guess. Th- that's how I saw it is like the title. It's let there's. You don't want to look into the context of Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska. That's just words put together that mean something to this individual. And this is their experience from that co- collaboration of words. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, yeah, because I haven't heard that album, to be honest. But I, I have enough context of Bruce Springsteen to understand, you know, what yeah. one might get from that experience. But I took it as just that is blankly a statement of a thing that exists in art that this person had this whole experience from and like and not to mention then the experience I can like derive from that experience similar things from other albums and like it's just yeah. like a, a lens to look at these things and what to like observe from them is how I took it just very matter of fact statement yeah. you know what I mean I think also like when you start to make a mixtape 
or you start to 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 choose right you're, you're picking songs um you really do get a sense i remember going over your house daniel and i was obsessed with this like house song um like uh born slippy right that i was obs- i was obsessed with it for for whatever reason um and i remember it was i did not read the room at all and i just put it on because i needed to hear it and there was it's like the reaction was like because it, it's like like when it comes in it's just a heavy house bass and i remember we were drinking a little bit everybody was like jesus christ what the fuck this is like this is intense this is what because we were listening like the national before or something like that yeah and so it was it was like a hard turn and but it was hilarious because i i remember just being like way into it and looking around be like oh i fucked up and i've I've been in that boat too yeah picking a song at a party and everybody's like who the fuck picked this yeah dude i put on death from above when that came out i remember you're a woman i'm a machine put it on and my buddy ejected and was like, who put on this punk shit? That's always so and, uh, funny. I, I was like cracking up. He just uh, dismantled yeah, the Yeah, he, he was in Berkeley at the time. And so he was, he was all, he had oh, interesting specific things that he would listen. It was Stevie Ray Vaughan and that was it, you know, and that kind of thing. And so we went to um, Crescent, Crescent Street Inn, Tavern, Pub, whatever the fuck it's called now. Yeah, yeah. It's where the Yunkers drink. On Christmas. Yeah. And we were just playing uh, Brick by Ben Folds. <laughs> <laughs> and that was definitely like a, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody pulled out a, a gun there. Uh, there were a few, very few people. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, yeah. It's um, I bring that up because I I like doing that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited when that happens because it's like, oh wow, this this really bothered you that much. You know yeah. what I mean? Or yeah. it's like I was just frivolously picking something I wanted to hear. So how do we tie this back into like? So we've got a poem called "The Beatles," the White Album, and I just. I can make my own connections from the, you know, drawing the, from the poem to the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when you have like such an iconic thing, like the Beatles, yeah. the white album, yeah, it's, it, it usurps my, uh, my connection to you, the page. Th- that's also so giving a lot of credence to like, that also could mean nothing. And that, that's kind of how I see stuff. Like but why put it then? Why? Well, it was a choice, it? obviously. Yeah, but it maybe it's like to subvert that idea that the Beatles mean something, that something momentous has to happen after this. Yeah, or that, you know? or that, yeah, because it's such a a, a big album. Like what you're, because what re- you're writing has to has to equal it in in power yeah. or prestige. Because yeah. the whatever. context of the work itself is just this writer who's observing reality in a spontaneous way. There's no like or remembering things or remembering yeah. things. Yeah, like. Yeah, so I, I do want to point to, like, the, the before the book even begins, there's two things. Actually, it's bookended by uh, a definition of synesthesia. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and so I it's just... a funny story about that. A condition <laughs> in which one type of stimulation evokes the sensation of another. So it's where people see words in color or something like that, right? Yeah. That's the one you usually hear about. But the book starts with that definition, mm-hmm. which the book also ends with. But then there's a quote from David Byrne that follows it, which says... And of all the arts, music, being ephemeral, is the closest to being an experience more than it is a thing. It is yoked to where you heard mm-hmm. it, how much you paid for it, and who else was there. And so that quote, I think, actually combined with this idea of the through line being synesthesia makes me think that like we're meant to subvert expectation recognize that it exists and then have it become something else 
I'm going to call bullshit on that then. Okay. Because <laughs> then that's selfish. Because this means something to to Micah, Mika? Micah? Yeah. This means Micah. something to Micah Ling. And it's so profound to Micah Ling. Yeah. That even though you have your own, you know, uh uh David Burnisms to that. Yeah. What I'm going to tell you is very special. Is Micah Ling an only child? <laughs> no, dude, that's uh, I had this exact um so, I don't want I'm not shitting on, on Michael Lee. No, yeah. Right. I, I, the writing is beautiful. I, I'm just having trouble getting in. It's almost like like why do you get to why is your play, playlist have to be a poem a book of poems kind yeah. of thing. I had that same thing. I wrote that in my phone when I was reading it like I've always had the question when you make any art is like w- like is this worth writing? Is this worth putting mm-hmm. down? Why why is this so special? And the what I got from this was the uh, lack of inhibition it was so freeing that it was mm-hmm. like I can just timestamp a thought I had during the day and like make ha- make it have this contextual purpose and mm-hmm. and make it like a pixel in this picture that I'm trying to create yeah. you know it, that, that to me it was like such a freeing thing of expression where it's just like it didn't feel whereas that could be seen as pretentious yeah you know I didn't see it as that I saw it as like you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on in this these flashes of life, like with yeah. these little images of yeah. what's going on. I think so, uh, yeah. I was going to say, I think there is sort of like a um, uh, a uh, vulnerability. Yeah. Because I thought, wow, if someone, like if I was a subject in this, how I would curate or not my playlist. Like, would it be something that I'm listening to right now? Is it the stuff that I like absolutely mm-hmm. like can't, not listen to is it something that's an earworm is it something that i want to appear cool is it something that i want to appear like um smart yeah. about music or, or whatever yeah, else there's because always that with like you look at some of these like i i i put a, a bookmark in subject 15 because it starts with the new radicals which that song is often hailed as like one of the best pop songs written right um but it's so it's it's the new radicals and the offspring but then they they sort of like offset it with Sonic Youth and Radiohead, yeah. and then they offset that with Slint and Sebadoa, and then it's Built to Spill, then it's Fugazi, then it's Dismemberment Plan, then it's No Age. It's like right? all the coolest bands. So it's like, <laughs> and, and it's like oh, through a, a yeah. course of time, right? Yeah. But it has these ones that people who listen to some of those other bands would mock openly, like offspring uh, and and new radicals and stuff like that and yeah, that's like it, how it starts yeah and it's, so it's interesting because that to me when i first read that was like oh they they were vulnerable they went with their their heart or their gut and then they were like well i better offset this is that gonna a be published bit. it was like kind of like a like a kurt cobain thing like say a sincere line and then and then mm-hmm. mock it immediately after yeah um but then i was like you know depending on the day you catch me this would probably look pretty similar to something that I might give you too. Right. You know what I mean? And and so I was like thinking that's pretty fascinating that I'm considering all this stuff. I always yeah. think about how much am I thinking when I aren't read we, the thing. Are we all aren't we all doing that? If I ask you like what's your top five favorite bands? I band? don't yeah. think you can't. No, you, yeah. You are always balancing be- between like Oh, what actually are my top five, and then yeah. what's actually going to make me seem really fucking cool? But also, they it's, switch all the time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, like well, Soundgarden is in and out and in and out and in and yeah. out. They, like that's in the. She says that. Yeah. How it it changes. I forget uh, what line it is, but it's like mentioning that like when asked, yeah, it it could be different on a different day, and that's the reality of it. Is it, it is in flux. 
absolutely. And then, uh, so the reason I also picked Subject 15 was because we get this place, I'm thinking about all that. And then the poem is... What page was that? Uh, that or, is... Or uh, which um, side? Uh, I believe it's... It should say it on the like bottom of the page. It might be... It's, it's, it's uh, side C. What page? Seven. And so then the poem that accompanies it is Marcel Marceau. Mm-hmm. And oh. that's really interesting because, you know, I, I'm like, how do I know that name? And I look it up. Obviously, he's a famous mime, right? Uh. And, and so the, the poem then reads, what we think we know is white noise, not background noise. That's green. But the hush, the familiar constant that we equally crave and despise. The first chill that follows a too hot summer. Change. What we don't know, what we cannot know, is black noise. Silence. White pretends to be the calm of silence, but silence has no calm. It's a constant narrative. White is what the mime has. Reverse void. Black simply consumes bodies whole. It swallows so that there's no evidence. And so you, you pick an, an, an exemplary example. Oh yeah, the most example of reverse all examples. Reverse void, <laughs> reverse void is such a cool. Yeah, so that yeah. worked really well. If this yeah. was, if I just, if I was given one poem, it was called Marcel Marceau, and it was this poem. Yeah, I'm like, I fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know but what I'm doing, it's, Daniel. It's season eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but we're talking about this whole collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And we I wonder are. if maybe I'm, I'm being. You thinking I'm picking the highlight reel? Yeah. I wonder if I'm, I'm the one that's selfish. I wanted things spoon fed to me, and I don't value. Uh, uh, Michael Ling's art. Maybe I'm the asshole. Well, maybe also you read a ton of fiction. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're you're reading fair, how many flash fiction, fiction pieces do you read in a week? You know what I mean. You read, 30, 35 Right. I mean that student work. That's yeah. that's that's a, a significant amount. Like that can't go without recognition, right? Yeah. And 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 I'm now uh, uh, mostly reading weird stuff like this mm-hmm. and, and poems and stuff. And so I think there's just your antenna is, is tuned in, in such a way that, that you have certain expectations. Just like if you're constantly listening to the fucking Blood Brothers and you then have to go and listen to Chopin or, or Tchaikovsky yeah. or something like that. Like you're, it's going to be a little weird. Do you think, you think being like a, a submissions editor is, is hurting me? I don't think it's hurting <laughs> you. I realize I've mentioned it on the past couple of casts. But I do – I think about that because yeah. I think about what reading my students' work all the time does yeah. to me. Huh. And I thought about when I was reading students at different schools' work, mm-hmm. what that was doing to me and, and all these different things. I, I think about it when – I mean, year to year – what, this year I'm teaching AP Lang, all nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Next year I teach AP Lit. What my mind does when I'm immersed in those different courses is is worlds apart, mm-hmm. right? And so I think there is something when you're inundated with something and, and you're you're constantly engrossed in it, it impacts the way you think and the way you experience and sort of engage with art on, on a level that you think oh, I'm cool, I'm all right. It's like a tolerance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, and it's like that time where you didn't realize that you hadn't drank coffee in two weeks or you, or you hadn't drank uh, alcohol in a month or whatever, and then you do, and you're like, whoa, buddy! <laughs> I, I th- well, what's funny about that is I think I had the exact same experience except in the opposite in that I had absolutely Well, then it's no not the exact same, Mike. <laughs> the reverse void. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had the... Where I had absolutely no expectation, and I got drunk off this immediately because I yeah. was like immediately like, it was so freeing. That's the only way I could say it is like it was just like so. You can do that. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. And then like the gems in it just were um, side effects of that. Where it's just like oh this is you know like yeah. what you're calling the greatest hits reel was actually just like oh no that was just like 
part of this awesome thing. Yeah, it was. I, f- I felt like the greatest hits, if we're going to call them those, were more so Karen's or signposts to keep you on track with, Wh- with, which the, is, with the speaker a little bit. Yeah, they, and I feel like that's I think it was of just good writing. W- and well edited. Yeah. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and so it's, it's maybe they weren't meant to be. that. Maybe that wasn't side C. Right. The editor. Uh, Does it say? I, I don't think it does. I think there's... Um, it's like Hobart books or whatever. 2015 Hobart handbooks. Yeah, it, it doesn't say anything. Uh, I think Aaron Birch was in charge of those. So it says Hobart handbooks logo by Aaron Beach. Uh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> well, but then also like with the editing, the fact that they put in like rough drafts of poems where it's just like mm-hmm. the are words, rough drafts of poems or not here? not rough drafts but like maybe other iterations of it that are simplified yeah, yeah. and uh, like that w- i thought was awesome too like i really enjoyed that because you're seeing the whole creative process in reverse order yeah. even yeah it's like I, I only brought that up because i i know that aaron birch has eclectic tastes with his other two endeavors that he's done after hobart okay yeah no that and that's totally relevant so too. i'm wondering if that that could help frame it yeah. yeah, and someone that's buying this is not your person off the street, right? No. If you're picking this up, you 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 understand what the Hobart uh, at the time, yeah, what you were getting. 2015. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. So that's the thing. Like the I was in Trump world. Yeah, and it's COVID nineteen was <laughs> not even a twinkle in someone's eye. Someone's uh or uh, nasal cavity. Yeah, affected bat or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny too because I was, um, I was in the writing program then, but I had no idea about it. But I, I don't know that I would have even picked it up. And it's right up my alley. Yeah. It's like it's like made for me. I only bring it up because, um, you know, perception right mm-hmm. alters reality. That's pretty yeah. lazy thought. But well, it goes with the synesthesia. It's it's like a big yeah. Synesthesia. Yeah, if you're if you're picking this up, you're already expecting this type of thing. Yep. Um, I was not picking this up. I you were. F- it was forced. I was forced, upon I was you. forced to read this. Hot goss. <laughs> hot goss. <laughs> I want to make a hot goss jingle, and I think every cast we should have a hot goss segment. Oh yeah, we've. I mean, you've we've started. It's the, it's the first episode of a new season. Now it has to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start with um, introductions. Yep. Hot goss. Hot goss. <laughs> with the th- short theme song. And then we yeah, jump like in. 15 seconds. Yeah. Not yeah. even. <laughs> like oh, a, yeah. Like, like a stinger. What are you <laughs> thinking? Be a stinger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little. A little uh, it's Hot a, goss. A little, 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 <laughs> little Seinfeld bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot goss. Hot goss. <laughs> and then there's like an ASMR. Like yeah, the ASMR up. aspect has to be yeah. with the panning yeah. to yeah. the. It's <laughs> like. Vibrating your eardrums. Yeah, I get to work, Mike. Um, <laughs> so idea, man. You you I, make things happen. I would I would love to do that. I I yeah. I, I think we I think Brian we May really guitar- <laughs> So I know this is more important. Brian May guitars, <laughs> just like seventeen of them, just yeah. overdubbed. Overdubbed. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I need a swarm of didgeridoos. Um, no, I was just gonna say I I don't know what more. I think we've explored sort of like the essence of the piece, and I I think that um. I, I absolutely loved it. I did, did the same thing. Like I, I couldn't, I read it so quickly and then I was just sitting by this crick like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, this what? A crick. I'm sorry, one more time for our listeners that aren't from uh, Philadelphia, Delco area. Oh, a creek. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, in in the middle of literal middle of Pennsylvania, <laughs> filled with water. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. The fuck are they talking about? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, and I remember, I remember just thinking, 
that it it was it felt like oh I felt like I was on the right track for the thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. It just was like very uh, validating that like yeah, yeah. this is That's fucking cool and 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 other people might appreciate it and and if not then it exists in, th- in in a world with flashes of life if nothing else you may you're making something that might exist in the world with flashes of life mm-hmm. and that's fucking good enough for me yeah my, my final thought is that um the title of the collection is quite perfect yeah absolutely flashes and of the life. art the artwork the artwork's pretty nice I, i've been gushing about it i just want to preface that with like because when you give me recommendations i'm clearly biased so and i've gotten good at being like okay <laughs> don't be biased right but really yeah it, everything just like and it wasn't even till i had the second read that i was like oh yeah the title and the artwork all snugly fits it's cohesive it's it's, it's uh, yeah and i think if there's a fault with with the work um i think that um resides in me of of expecting more than what i was given like or um wanting I don't know. I'm going to call Fallon myself. Maybe I am being <laughs> selfish, right? Maybe I want the title of, of the piece to... So you've got a title of a song, or yeah. an album, rather. Um, and we... They come loaded. Because yeah. you've already got your own yeah. personal experiences. Yeah. And I'm, I wasn't, I guess, willing to give up my own baggage with... Which uh, is totally valid, though, that too. Because yeah. that's like what you're forced to assess, is like, what do you get from this? Mm-hmm. Just this title well, of an album. Which could otherwise mean nothing to someone else. Also, not to not to like add another layer, but I'm I'm no, going to. <laughs> uh, if we notice, all of the illustrations are silkscreen. Yeah. And a silkscreen, as we know, is never the same twice. Mm-hmm. You can try and get it to be the same twice, but it's so contingent on all these factors, and you really can't ever get it the same That's twice. Why you're an English teacher? So because of that, we have this idea that, that wasn't on purpose, but this is was. When these, he gets observed, he says these things. These impressions <laughs> that we take and these preconceived notions, right? They're going to be different. I also well, administration's you, like, mm, yeah, that's higher level. That's these, higher. That's higher level thinking right oh there. Boy, the expectations, mm, bro. Yeah, mm, that's the top <laughs> of the period. Mm. I and I mean, smaller technical detail with the aesthetic, but also the fact the natural um, flaws of silkscreen is the smudginess, which looks like fingerprints. Oh yeah, I yeah, got yeah, I got yeah, that yeah. sort of like impression of that's other people. That's a flash of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that worked. That hit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that worked Oof. on me. That hit <laughs> yeah. me in the and I love silkscreen. So all ahead. the things that yeah. I like are like it's punk in, rock. In this and and it, 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 yeah, it's it, just it second works. nature. It works really well. Awesome, excellent. So uh, let's move. Let's move forward. Any? Do you have a final thought, Mike? I, Besides, I, I think I. It? I think yeah. I think that was my. Uh, I didn't want to. I wanted to make sure I wasn't just gushing. That there really was like. Yeah. It really did fit. Oh, yeah, I mean, after and I think it was the lack of expectation that was the thing that made me gel with it so quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. I mean, I had the exact same experience. I, I don't know that I've read much Hobart. I knew that this was like a free book that looked pretty cool, and then I read it and I was like, Jesus Christ! It, it yeah. also it, it sort of endeared me to the people that run that camp too. I was like, these guys don't fuck around. There's, there's like, and I knew that already, but like, just to have them. You know, hear them talking and then see what they're producing, or you know, and stuff like that. That was really powerhouse writers camp. Yeah, powerhouse yes. writers camp, fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to go this I summer. Recommend. I'm not sure if let's go with me, with schedule, bud. Come on. When are you going? Probably August. Yeah, that might be Newport Jazz. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Talk about an elitist. <laughs> that was immediately. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> We've already talked. Yeah, about I got to go grocery he's shopping. He's just reiterating the 
fucking but tease. Oh, if it's the tease that he is. Oh, oh, one, the maybe, tease that maybe. he is. Before we move on to the record, here's a perfect yeah. Uh, segue. Yeah. Um, my very first band, uh, not very first band. I shouldn't. I shouldn't preface it that way. But the band that I had as a, a, a late teenager, the ones like we're gonna fucking make it, bro. <laughs> yeah. We're so goddamn good. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> our first name was Synesthesia, huh. uh, but for our very first gig. Uh, the punk person who made the flyer couldn't spell it, so they they, they wrote synthesia. <laughs> that is a tough <laughs> word too. <laughs> so, was like, I, I guess I guess we're synthesia now. Yeah. Um, also <laughs> yeah. Re- related. So we're to synthesia s- for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Which is actually the better name than synesthesia. Synesthesia is, is a terrible name. Yeah. Synthesia is a bad name. But yeah, you're thinking about it's, it. Yeah. 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 Um, I just. I was looking through my old CDs in my car, and I pulled out the Morning Teleportation demo with the oh, song called Synesthesia on yeah. it. And it's such a good track. Yeah. But, that, dude, that warped me back in time. Because it's yeah. not even the final album. It's the demo they gave yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like rough recordings. But I remember listening to that all the time in high school. And it was so encouraging same, for the same reason where it was like, oh, these guys, like, this kind of sounds like shit. And, like, but they're clearly super into these songs, and it's super fun and mm. crazy yeah. and well, we also play music. We also saw it live, and, and but so that even before, well, yeah, I guess I, yeah, but still, it was like we were. I was on that path of just making crazy music at the time, not giving a fuck what it sounded like, and it was like, oh, these these guys are on glacial yeah. pace and like fucking Isaac Brock saw some value, and and when I listen to it now, knowing that too, um, you could hear what what Isaac Brock liked about them too. Yeah, yeah like yeah, you yeah. can hear the sort of like experimental nature of. Well, it reminds me that album especially reminds me a lot of Lonesome Crowded West mm-hmm. or even uh, um, Long Long Drive. Yeah, there yeah. Were, I forget exactly what stuck out. A lot of the vocal inflections that he did, I was like, "Oh, Isaac Rock." Would. Just the jamming, I and thought. the jamming, yeah, and the, and the drums being a little bit dancing. There's like, like cockroach vibes in there. Yes, mm, yeah, exactly. Cockroaches. Nice. Moving forward, we're gonna look at um, <laughs> Fantasia, uh, the the album. Uh, soundtrack from uh, Walt Disney's pet project, I guess we could call it, right? Um, uh, pet sa- Walt Disney's pet sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so Fantasia is really interesting, and, and I'm going to start, which we often sort of like write into our thesis, but I'm going to start with what I think is the connection. Uh, one, there's soundtracks on many of the subjects' um, uh, playlists in mm-hmm. the book. But and, and I thought, oh, well, we haven't done a play, uh, soundtrack before. Um, but also there's this really interesting thing about the the Fantasia soundtrack because it's put to um, a cartoon one and many of the scenes that these songs are um, soundtrack to have nothing to do with the way that they were originally orchestrated and intended. So you have this malleableness with uh, the the orchestral sort of offerings that we have here, right? You have the Nutcracker Suite that's played with all the nymphs and 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 sort of the 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 Greek god references and 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 the ponies and all this other stuff um, that's going on in the in the early you know portion of it. Um, and you, you so you have just this sort of reimagining. Uh, of all this work um and so it's really it's it's fascinating to me it's 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 like you have this deep connection to the holiday season with the nutcracker suite and yet you watch fantasia and you take it for spring without batting an eyelash Mm. and so i i found that to be to be really interesting and, and i was wondering if i wonder if modern music 
because there's so much modern music on much of the playlist uh, can do the same. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the, I, I think lyrics inhibit it a little bit, but there's also, I think just something about modern music that perhaps because we've experienced much of it in real time, that we're unable to have it become something else in that same way. And maybe that's where the poems come in and we needed a different medium to change them into something else. Um, so I was just wondering you guys thoughts on that. It's basically the malleable nature of certain music. I think orchestral music, classical music is super malleable and you can put it in different contexts and the way you, you hear it or have heard it, you know, could be on the soundtrack of a movie like flight of the bumblebee, for instance, right? You, you have a certain appreciation or, or, or a connection to it or, or just feeling about it if it's on its own, but then you put it in different contexts and, and depending on the artist that's moving it into these different spaces, you, it's totally believable and you take it for what it is. But I don't think modern music does the same. That's my mm. thought. I don't think modern music does. Um, so we're talking about a soundtrack here mm-hmm. and it's all classical music. Correct. Um, so music evokes uh, an emotional response probably more than any any other medium yeah or at least initially right Mm, sure if you're like engaging with a piece of music it's going to make you um feel whatever emotion the uh composer set out there is yeah so like with literature you have to sit with it usually and and you'll you'll feel it later uh, when understanding sorts of sort of catches up with what you've just experienced music is more immediate i think also drama that that catharsis yeah is is a little more immediate too because you, you, you might find yourself crying to music or crying at a play and not really even realize why yeah. your body's like a heavy well, that's, that's, a little bit. There's like a, a, a live uh, human connection between you and the actor and, and the art. And, right. And at music, the music, good night, you know, you're, you're <laughs> going to be weeping. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so uh, particularly with Fantasia, um, it's been, Christ, 100 years since I've seen that movie. Um, I can't believe it's, it's coming up on its 100-year anniversary. Well, this soundtrack was 1940. The yeah, right. Well, I think the the piece itself was uh, it came out then in 1940. So the film came out in 1940. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean we're we're approaching yeah. it. Yeah. 16 years. Uh, I guess that's approaching it. Sure. Um, I think so. Jesus. Oh Christ! I mean, we'll both be dead by then. But sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not not young Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Almost dead. Even worse. Yeah. You have to watch us all die. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse. He's got to take the hole. He's got to take the hole. And be alone. He's got to. He's got to embalm like. us and set us aflame. <laughs> yeah. And there will be no one to sing your songs. <laughs> <laughs> so more. Some we Jacqueline. <laughs> we Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my god. But he's the mayor, so he's not <laughs> saying shit. Yeah. Um, he'll th- he'll throw a weed controller on you. <laughs> yeah. That's an inside joke. He uh, loves this one, I think. Nick's I son is uh, the mayor of this basement that we are in right now. Yeah. Um, so I think music does more immediately what other genres of art cannot. We, yeah, and we've talked about that a few times. Is it the yeah. physicality of it, I, of the transmission of the actual? I think because it's ethereal and you, and you can't touch it, but but you can feel it like bass frequency. It can be visceral. It can certainly be visceral. Yeah, like there is a scientific. The, the waves are, are are I I I think that's a huge thing that that only now are we really getting a, a clearer sense of is 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 how that's you know if we're talking about energy and us being you know matter being just made up of that condensed. 
then for sure you fucking hit a bass like resonance and it's gonna rock my nuts do we I want mean because ASMR. they're out there hanging around ASMR. But, uh, but but it's 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 penetrating the very essence of of what makes me seem solid do we want to talk about this or fantasia sorry <laughs> being <laughs> reprimanded <laughs> i i'm just the the idea of the immediacy of the effect of music on you like yeah. you're saying yeah, i i think it's because the physicality okay that's my point I, I think it, I, I think it's I think it's all of it. which and is kind of whatever where, where I got turned around it's was really when I started thinking about like how important uh, the lyrics are to modern music and the, and the connection that we, yeah. we feel there we actually kind of and I think that's why I, maybe this is I'm actually just thinking of it right now but perhaps this is why classical music um, for non-players sometimes doesn't hold the same gravitas as modern music Mm -hmm. because we've gotten to a point now where we're stimulated in so many different ways at once and and just be it's like how often do you listen to a radio broadcast of uh of of a show right a podcast every sunday baby right but like wrti so so, okay so so (laughs) so it's it's i'm thinking of like uh Wells, the War of the Worlds, right, yeah. or something like that, where you got somebody making all the sounds with like fucking oh, yeah. clangers and and yeah. and you know things like that, and like how you have to how you have to basically shut off a sense and an expectation and just let your imagination run wild. Um, we're so used to getting the image, and we're so used to just getting the thing in three minutes or less. And so, if you don't have that that intellectual connection with the lyrics, where you're where you're figuring out. Um, uh, and you're you're putting a face and, and a human element to the music that you're experiencing. If it's just music, it's almost like how often do you lay next to a creek and listen to the water and the and the leaves? Because orchestral music is not too far away from just that appreciation mm-hmm. that that is required to to uh, to sit there for for an extended period of time yeah. and, and and get down with that especially in, in Fantasia right what, what's it yeah. like the right of spring and the other yep. um yeah uh, let's get a track listing up for that yeah, yeah absolutely you have that? so we we've, we've got right um, uh, uh, Takata and Fugan D minor starts it and then you have the Nutcracker Suite um, for the next like uh, well, six Takata tracks and that's Bach right right yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah, you, you know that. start with Bach, then you're going right into the Nutcracker, then you end side one with Rite of Spring, mm-hmm. and so uh, after the Nutcracker suit, you have Rite of Spring, and then you got um, these uh, pastorals. Pastorals, yeah. Which is um, uh, whose pastoral is this? I'm not getting Beethoven. It's Beethoven's pastoral, right? Yeah. Famous one, Opus 68. Got it. And then you have uh, when the when the the devil. Comes up, you have uh, a night on Bald Mountain, um, and uh, and then you have Ave Maria to close out side B. Yeah, which is heavy. Yeah, so it's it's this really, and it is. It's it's like heavy. It's dark. It's kind of a greatest hits almost of some of the like of humanity. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, and and also just some of those real, I guess to use Daniel's ten dollar word, visceral emotions. Uh, that 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 you get from from classical music, like he was he was not, or whoever orchestrated this soundtrack, um, maybe it was Disney, who knows, but he was not trying to have us go too far out of what might have been pretty familiar, mm-hmm. you know. At that time, I think we're talking nineteen forty. Yeah, I think yeah. absolutely those songs. Are, you know, all right, 
I got that. I I've I've been to the to the uh, you know the symphony once in a while. Yeah, I mean, what were the choices? It's either that or like big band jazz, like early versions. Yeah, of- yeah. Yeah, and you couldn't do that for. I mean, Fantasia. And it wouldn't have worked for Fantasia's Mythos. It's it's grand. Yeah, you yeah. know, you you would right. need something like that, and and yeah, and you couldn't do anything like. I mean, Wizard of Oz was a that, year was a year prior, and I mean, we still yeah. sing those songs, so I mean, yeah. they could have gone that way, but that wouldn't guess, have worked yeah. for Fantasia. I think that huh. Fantasia, as the pet project that it was, like, I mean, this was th- that. I think, and I've in interviews and different things, I, I've gotten a sense that it seemed like. Disney had a complex with being taken seriously as an artist. Yeah. Because you make your buck off of the back of an animated mouse, right? And, 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 and you're doing this thing that seems like and was regarded at the time by some as low art. And, and, and you're like, yeah, is it, is it low art? Let me fucking blow your whole mind apart because I'm using what you definitely can't argue is low art, orchestral music by the greats. And, and the greatest orchestra in the world, the Philadelphia the Orchestra, 1940, baby. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, not only that, you've got, um, you've got. I mean, that animation is something else. Mm-hmm. And and, yeah. and 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 the fact that this sort of complex plot and these huge ideas philosophically are being sort of given to the audience and 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 whatnot. The, I mean, the the Sorcerer's Apprentice, I, I've always oh, loved. That rocks. always made me just like. I don't know. It, it unlocks some 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 thoughts about hierarchies and power and all this stuff that that we know exists, and and also being human. Like, do we do we have any any real power? Are we something else, or, or, or can we make a broom dance? You know, like that kind of thing. Like, um, and it made me think that the, the, it was arguing, yeah, we we can. Like, we actually have the power to do, uh, you know. Quite a bit more than we give ourselves credit for a lot of time. I don't know. I I just always thought that was so profound, even as a kid. Yeah. And uh, and and I think that that's where you know, Disney's coming from is like, th- that was like I'm, I'm approved myself mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, it is everything that I think it is, and and here's how I'm going to show you. Yeah. You know. Um. And so it's interesting because I I, I like that. Uh. To connect it, I think Flashes of Life does a little bit of that too. Like, yeah, this is this is not. What you're gonna expect is probably not something that you've seen before, but I'm I'm gonna take these things and, 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 and arrange them in such a way that by the end, your appreciation for this weird indie underground, whatever it might be considered thing, uh, is is more than your original perception. Yeah, I think that the use of music to inform the uh, other type of art, you know, the, the, the yeah. poem and then the animated story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, that's my thought. It's interesting to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll I take th- we'll take five and you guys think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel just drops that on the list there. Like, this is the time. Feel free to pause. If you got to think. You got to pause to think about how how interesting this is. Interesting to think about. You go right ahead. You take your you take Somebody, your time. I want to see you the take your time with that. Daniel's who going, pauses it? It's like, it's fucking full is, of them, man. He's he's got this a is interesting. lot. <laughs> That you is gotta a, take a minute. That Listen is interesting. There. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. The, the most response. Yeah. They put on Limp Biscuit break stuff <laughs> and like get yeah, like, corn. Yeah, oh my god! What a con- that was the song we played. 
Nookie like five times at oh, your oh. first concert, Michael. Oh, that oh, they, my they we God. had to play it over because they kept Faith. No, it wasn't Nookie. It was Faith. The okay. George Michael cover. They the the audience kept asking for that. We played it four or five times. The same song. Wow. wow. In any case, just I had to throw that connection there. Um, I I did have a point on. So the connection I see with um, Fantasia and Flashes of Life in terms of the idea of like mainstream art and media and how like I always kind of demonize that because you want to see individualism and uniqueness and stuff. But there's something to be said about giving credence to mainstream media that has established itself for a reason. So you're like recontextualizing it and in that way sort of bringing it back down to baseline of like yeah i'm an indie writer in my basement uh fishing for money with my dog but i also listen to radiohead and bruce springsteen and this is what i got from mm. it and this is why it's important yeah because i'm also listening to this stuff it's not just like high art it's no, yeah it's yeah, art in general who really is ever totally like it's like um uh oh What's his name? The the dude who did Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet. David Lynch. David Lynch's favorite artist is Kanye. Yeah. Right? His favorite yeah. musician is Kanye. And you think this dude who could not be more It's out just there, art. It's, it's just it's, art. Right? It's and ubiquitous. It, yeah, it's it's he's just equanimous. You know, he's just saying that because his life is art. He's yeah. just David, saying that. David Lynch is always an interesting example. I, I guess that was a weird one to pull. But, no, he, but in any case, I it's think relevant. the point is just that to go with what you're saying yeah that's a great that's it's a equanimous point, is, is like when you're yeah Ooh, you're you're equanimous. doing all this that's another david lynch because he practices transcendental meditation which is all the idea that everything is equanimous there's no hierarchy in that sense yeah. so and because that's one of my favorite scenes in flash of the life when in the poem she, she just it describes like her job as like i forget what her job is but it's very like just working class like she's happy to go home to her dog and make like food with yeah. her dog and it's just and it sounds like a great day yeah like it's just a good time yeah she's not making a lot of money but it's just like this rocks and like she feels like this rocks and that's all that matters yeah and also she listens to radiohead and and these yeah. like high art well it's know? like it's like that movie patterson that jarmish movie patterson where it's just a bus driver who writes poems uh like the bear kind of but it's Patterson, New Jersey. That's where he's at. Oh, no, so like that, the animated bear? No, no. It's it's what's his name? Kylo. Oh, Ren. I didn't even catch that. Ky, <laughs> Kylo Ren is is the bus driver. Okay. What's his name? The the he's in marriage the super story. tall dude. Yeah. I don't know his name. Don't care. Yeah, I know yeah, who you're talking whatever. about. Whatever. So yeah. in any case, yeah, he's just a bus driver who writes poetry. His w- wife is sort of an eccentric artist, and she just paints everything black and white. But he just literally, he. Drives his bus in Patterson, New Jersey, small town New Jersey. He writes these brilliant poems. Paddington. He, Paddington. That's Paddington. a new thing. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. And then he. <laughs> I was so he, lost. He goes. Like, what the fuck movie did you say? <laughs> he goes home. He kisses his wife. He takes the dog for a walk. He has a beer, one a single beer at the bar. And then he go. He talks to his buddy. Then he walks the dog back home. Has dinner with his wife, and that's his day. It contentedness. It's just contentment yeah and and um and the poet who wrote all the poems for the movie because because then just like a poem will show oh on interesting <laughs> and, and the poet who wrote is, is i believe a japanese uh poet and they're they're not quite you know in this in style of like like a haiku or a form something like that, but it is very very simplistic and very very like minimalist minimalist or? yeah huh. um but it's fantastic yeah uh in any case you made me think of that right yeah and and, and so that that is, is just just a dude just 
experiencing experiencing life. art and then making art from that experience and and, like, and he is on a bus that's just playing the hits <laughs> all day yeah and it just washes over him uh and maybe he likes them or maybe he doesn't you know it's kind of like that there's no guilty pleasure thing like right it's, it's really it shouldn't be like that I think that's something that I think especially and I don't think this is speaking to artists. I think there's a universality to the book and obviously the, the, the soundtrack I don't think was meant to be high art or, or exclusive yeah, no. or anything like that. Right. He, he he I think I think he had a, a little bit of something to prove. Yeah. Uh but I think that it it's there and, and because maybe classical music it's meant for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that there's a thing that artists particularly get hung up on a lot of times is that they aren't going to get better if they're not look, seeking out the weirdest, wildest, s- s- the, the most uh, 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 boundary-pushing stuff uh, because they are a part of that thing and they need to be seeing what's on the cusp to themselves be, be on the cusp. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of artists will, will get hung up on and maybe yeah. the reminder of all this stuff is like, you can like what you like because you don't know what the fuck influenced beethoven right he, he could have been yeah. influenced by the fucking psychopath on the corner of the street who was making music with a fucking spoon and a lamppost you know you don't know you really have no idea we have his letters we we do know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea those are yeah those <laughs> are specific letters but that's that's, <laughs> that's very specific that's <laughs> That's my, but and who knows if he was putting I'm, I'm on listening airs, to Light Postman right? again. Today. Yeah. <laughs> light Postman <laughs> is <laughs> with a light post. But in any case, I, I guess my my point is like, um, yeah, you you you're the influences have influences have influences, and and, and it's all just this f- fucking huge, in flux too. Huge in flux. Yeah, fluctuating thing. Yeah. My final thought on Fantasia, the soundtrack, <laughs> right? That we talked about very little is um. <laughs> fucking I, good dude it is all it's really well known pretty interesting yeah it's yeah. great though oh uh, dude so i listened to it Mountain. like two or three times uh, uh this week and i was i was like damn like this is really i don't go out of my way to listen to orchestral music too much but i was like yeah, yeah this is like a greatest it's, like, it's the same thing yeah. it's really it's ex- well put together too. it's the accessibility the of these pieces that are like renowned but like it brings you into that mm-hmm. in its format Probably because it's the Philadelphia Orchestra, baby. That place is big. Gonna make <laughs> damn make you, right. They'll make you feel something. There's some energy. There is energy there, though, dude. Oh, yeah. And I remember because in Fantasia they cut to the. Orchestra I love that a few they times, show that, and it's and the shadows of them. Yeah, and yeah. Mickey's up there with them sometimes. Yeah, but like, it gets. See, but Will is just jacking off. <laughs> Free domain. Free domain. Oh yeah, that's the the new cut. Oh, yeah. is it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's 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 in the public domain. It's in the public now. domain. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, there's a horror movie yep. with uh, early early uh, Steamboat Willie I'm stuff. I'm stoked in it. about it. Yeah. yeah. In any case, yeah. My final thought is kind of kind of just that. Like, I the Fantasia soundtrack is a great um, gateway drug. I think it's a fantastic gateway so like drug a comp- to a compilation. To and, and to, to orchestral music and, yeah. and to and to, to sort of opening yourself up to that world mm-hmm. um and and seeing seeing what you like you know and 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 taking those those different paths like how different artists music could mm-hmm. uh tell a story absolutely right. yeah and and yeah there's just so much that and and that idea of like yeah when you look 
you're reminded, oh, this is actually associated and written for this other thing. Mm-hmm. And then you watch that, and you go, wow, you know, this is a whole different context. Everything's so fucking yeah, different. The, you know, um, it's uh, that's really fascinating. You to me. think about you know like Bach Staccata and Fugue in D minor. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who that was written for, but it was certainly not for the movie. No, right, right. And uh, no. Beethoven's Pastora was probably commissioned by some rich duke in Vienna. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You yeah, yeah. he's like, I feel like I want to bang my mistress <laughs> again yeah. but I wanted to feel like spring this time <laughs> <laughs> and you've been giving me winter vibes for the past few times <laughs> yeah let's, let's get a little she wants an FB like it could be something like that yeah you yeah know? that's but yeah. the visual makes it now this whole new yeah. experience which is like mm-hmm. accessible yeah absolutely any final thoughts on the uh, soundtrack there Mike um, I so just to reiterate that I think it's also kind of hand in hand with the idea of like um, music videos recontextualizing yes, songs like so yeah. certain songs that you like just wow. because the music video because f- when I think of Fantasia it's is all is it the first music video oh that's a good shit. question yeah oh wow shit it might be look at you whiffing and coming up. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting swings dude. for the fences very and it's out of the park baby <laughs> it, yeah it might be wow nicely done I, yeah I, who knows because that's the when i think of 1940 is early no dialogue fuck, right dude. in fantasia isn't it except just for the, the conductor introducing yeah the philadelphia orchestra and then yeah yeah oh also the dinosaur scenes yeah are you fucking kidding me dude yeah dinosaurs yeah. rock <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> They absolutely rock, yeah. and you s- and it's badass, dude. You see the whole span of like the Jurassic yeah, period, dude. and then the comet. Uh, yeah. Oh, they come out of. I've the always mud. said Fantasia yeah. is my favorite music video. Says the guy who was in Synesthesia, the band. (laughs) (laughs) He's just owning it now. He's done it his whole life. Yeah, that's that's so. Always said it. (laughs) Always said it. Episode. That's the only one. That's all. That's all I'm putting in the tagline. (laughs) Fantasia is the first music video. (laughs) (laughs) Prior member of Synesthesia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Parenthesis. Yeah. Nice, uh, brilliant, dude. We were so yeah. bad. Yeah, we were yeah. good, but in like the worst way. Yeah, but very good in writing bad music, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes adds up. Fusion had its had its day. Yeah. Fusion, fusion dude. jazz had its day. Um, okay, moving forward, uh, another collaborative thing. So this is uh, why I chose it. Um, so this is uh, Dogfish Heads. Um, 2024 art series, the first release of four. This is Nordic Spring. Uh, and so what's cool about this is um, Methane Studios uh, is uh, what they use to do the art on this. And so uh, mm. uh, the 2024 art series, they asked uh, their pals over at Methane Studios to flex their creative muscles into four seasonals. They're based in Atlanta, Georgia, named Robert and Mark. They've been uh, creating illustrations and printmaking since 1998 uh, for like festivals, uh, bands, events, stuff like that. Um, they do, pen- they, you know, pencil is, I think, their medium. They then nice. turn it into a print uh, and uh, they make all these unique fucking things. So you can see on the, the case, the pencil drawings, they oh, look nice. like Polaroids of oh, what sick. ended up being the actual uh, case and the uh, beer wow. itself. So appropriate. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's great. Uh, so <laughs> the, the the beer, it's. <laughs> Thanks, oh, man. you guys, what he's doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody's still surprised. Eight years, guys. <laughs> uh, so the, the beer itself is uh, a um, India Pale Ale brewed with orange peels, juniper needles, and juniper berries. Mm. And so I was expecting a very gin, uh, ginny uh, fucking thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you're from Philly or familiar with Yards Brewing Company, they made uh, the uh, sort of like founding fathers uh, variety pack, which was Jefferson. I think he had a strong ale. Uh, then there was Franklin. Uh, and spruce. I, his, was and spruce. his was the spruce. And the oh. spruce has the spruce and juniper, juniper yeah. in it. Uh, nice. So I was I was expecting something like that. His is way more sprucey. sprucey. Huh. This is a real smooth spruce Springsteen. Spruce <laughs> Spruce Springsteen. Uh, Bring it. Th- this this is this oh, is really so tasty. <laughs> Very smooth. Um, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really enjoying it. It doesn't have the 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 footiness that an IPA usually has. I think uh, I I like these flavors a lot. I I really like these flavors. Um, so I think that's why I'm digging them. I hate IPAs. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, listener, I can't believe I'm going to say it. Oh, shit. It's a nice fucking beer. It is. Wow. I it didn't really even is. drink this again on purpose. Yeah, dude. It is. I'm like, I'm so fucking the pleased June- with this. So when you I've like never this- had it before. I just picked it up. It's brand new. I think this. it just came out. It says 2024. I mean. Yeah. Like it, it literally just it came out. on yeah. the can. It's. January 26th. So, <laughs> and that being said, so yeah, it's been a few months since I've had a drink. Yeah. And since then, a ton of awesome beers have been coming out. <laughs> like, cause I, I'm working at the, this deli that is getting new stock in and like, uh, dogfish head is making really cool stuff. Um, I think Trogues was making some really cool new stuff. I think I saw something um, like that too. Yeah. You think your sobriety is like the event on the timeline where people are like thank fucking god. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. That's now what it feels we can like, create. Dude, yeah. That's what it feels like. <laughs> but so, but to use my sobriety for input in terms of synesthesia and from the artwork, I can imagine what that tastes like. Yeah. And it looks pretty sick. It's, it looks like uh, it tastes great. <laughs> it does. Well, we can, kiss, uh, we can kiss after this and you can get a little effervescence. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting way to pass it on. <laughs> I could just, t- I could just smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can do a loft test. Yeah. Um, no, it's, um, sorry. It's, we must kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only fucking way. Okay. It's, it, it is only, uh, it's 6.5, not only, but it's 6.5. And uh, dude, cool. it is really smooth. So, an IPA, they, they often, um, you know, when you hop shit, because, you know, you, you can, if you make a bad beer, you can just hop the hell out of it and cover it up. Yeah. And it becomes like kind of sweet. Hmm. Right? Well, because you get usually your hops from California and they have the mango and all these different fucking mm-hmm. citrusy. Do we know what hops these are? That's a really good uh, question. I, yeah. Does not say. And uh, I wouldn't really know the difference anyway because fuck that shit. But I think the um, orange not. peels and the juniper. Oh. Uh, forwardness huge. really smooths out the um, the uh, the cat piss uh, litter box taste <laughs> of normal IPA. It doesn't taste like a normal IPA at all. No, it tastes like a fruited ale. If you are oh. sick of IPAs, but you like the like little bit of pump up of the alcohol, but you like flavor, yeah, and you're not trying to get like a um, uh, sculpin or something. Like mm-hmm. I like sculpin. Mm-hmm. But that has that IPA kick at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's got the good flavor, and then it's got the kick. It's this is like the 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 way I hope to sculpin would taste. This might be one of the most well balanced beers I've ever tasted. I have another Did. piece to bring it back to the book. For real, not even a joke. Um, yeah. There's a great timestamp where uh, 
it's like everyone expects to cut the highs and lows. Mm. And I immediately took that as from a mixing standpoint, but yeah. like yeah. that's a great combo with this where it's like not spiked it's just smoothed out I'm oh like yeah dude cool. it's that's a bell Mikey curve M. if ever there was i just read curve. it again so i'm it's like fresh in so my fresh mind. Yeah, but, yeah yeah fresh as these these brewskis fucking brews dude yeah <laughs> road sodas yeah dude uh, i um yeah bi- big ups to ardmore beverage man i uh, walked in there and this was the first fucking thing i saw nice. and i was like Way to go, dude. Yeah. Um, um, I've got a rating system if we're ready for that. We are ready for that. I was just looking for if they had the, like, uh, whatchamacallit, um, the, the type of hops and stuff. But it's literally just says uh, the aroma is orange, pine, juniper, and bread crust. <laughs> and the flavor Whoa. is citrus, pine, juniper, and and brandy. Hmm. No, well, bready, hence bre- the bread uh, crust. Yeah. Let me, let, me get, let me get a sip of that again. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's something else, dude. It is something else. <laughs> I like, I'm I'm really, you know, you you throw the, your fucking, you know, your 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 hat. What'd you get a twelve pack into the air? A uh, six pack. Six pack. They uh, come in so, a box now. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it is. Hold on. Here we go. Norwegian kivik yeast is used that explains it yep uh <laughs> wild juniper berries orange peel and danko rye malt um so that's that's where we're that's where again if they they aren't mentioning any of the hops fucking anywhere i'm gonna i'm gonna call bullshit i don't think they're wild junipers is that a rare th- thing to find no do you think they're going out there and in, into the wild they're getting this is a massive batch yeah they had to, well is it a massive batch Enough, enough to mass. Maybe we're maybe. not far from Delaware, dude. Yeah, home of juniper berries. Also, Nordic or Norwegian yeah. yeast. Is yeah. that their state mascot? Yeah. The wild ah. juniper berry. I don't well, know. Well, may- maybe maybe they're just using it as a descriptive. I mean, it didn't like it, wild juniper. <laughs> oh, like they're wa- <laughs> like yeah. they're what? Like these juniper wild. berries <laughs> are bouncing off the walls, <laughs> out of control. It's like Willy Wonka's factory, dude. <laughs> I the snozberries like, taste like wild <laughs> junipers. <laughs> I when people like talk about their recipes, like they post like their dinner that they made, and they're like with fresh butter. It's like yeah, and they have all these <laughs> adjectives like descriptors in yeah, front of yeah. the food. It's like yeah. Dude, you, you can just—it's been in your fridge for two weeks. You can just say you can just say butter. You yeah, also didn't like, make the butter, buddy. Yeah, I don't see you with these little wooden paddles doing a little doing some of this. <laughs> You're not fucking forming that. Get the fuck out down. of here, dude. Settle down. Take off your Amish bonnet for yeah. a minute. Dogfish head. You can just say juniper berries. Yeah, just say uh, junipers. You yeah. weren't. You didn't have like a person collecting them in a basket. I mean, that's, that's they're actually craisins. They just put craisins. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, here's my rating system. Yeah. <laughs> I it. give Flashes of Life um, six out of seven smudges on your Memorex mixtape insert where you write the uh, songs. Nice. <laughs> but the insert is, is glossy and you used yep. a Bic pen. No, yep. we, we're with you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or even a uh, permanent marker. Usually still it's So you're going to smudge. Yeah, you're going to smudge. Right, that glossy one. Yeah, it's gonna smudge. So I give that six out of seven smudges. Nice on that Memorex uh, insert for your mixtape that you give to your crush. All right, that nice. definitely has Radiohead's "High and Dry" on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also meant to mention. I don't know if you guys noticed how much the Benz is in this book, like as a song. The be- I was. That's why when I sent you that's like the list of different uh, fucking albums, the Benz 
the Nationals in this a bunch. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Bruce is in it a bunch. Bruce is in it a bunch. Kid uh, A is mentioned, I think, at least twice. And something weird is in it. Men at Work is in it oh, a yeah. bunch of times. Yeah. I was like, Men at fucking Work? Yeah. I can name one song. They only have the one. Right. Yeah. It's 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 like uh, Big Country. Yeah. Has Big Country. I guess <laughs> the name of the band is their biggest song, and that's all they got. <laughs> like, it's like them riding on quads. Again, talk about a music video. You're never going to hear Big Country. Without the... Without thinking of quads in Australia. Yeah. In any case. Yeah. I give Fantasia 7 out of 7 smudges oh, yeah. on your Memorex mixtape insert. Nice. And I give... Um, I, I cannot believe i'm going to do yes. this for Holy this is a first on the cast do it. gosh dude do it. took him eight years do it i'm giving do it. the nordic spring do it. a zero at, no, <laughs> <laughs> a seven that's why i love you out of seven i was i don't know why i expected it <laughs> smudges <laughs> wow dude yeah baby on your insert on your memorex Mixed tape. You can't even think straight. No, I'm, I'm glad I got to see it, man. Yeah. yeah, wow. The conversion. Oh, beautiful. Dude, Oh, that's such a pleasant surprise. It's a really um, nice beer. Nice. I literally am going across the board. I'll give myself a little pat on this one. <laughs> I picked these things. I did, though. <laughs> that hasn't changed. <laughs> so it's not, yeah. it's eight years, baby. <laughs> it's not changed. Yeah, still follow the, himself. The, the classic <laughs> Nick pat on his back at the end of the episode. Yeah. That was pretty good though, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, but I am. I'm going to give it a seven out. Of, I'm going to all of them seven out of seven. Well deserved. Flashes of life, Fantasia soundtrack, and um, Nordic Spring, Dogfish Head. Seven out of seven smudges on your Memorix mixtape insert that you give to your crush that certainly has fake plastic trees on it. Yeah, it certainly does. Is that what it was or high and dry? High and dry. But it's high and dry. Whatever. Same album. Same it's got both. Yeah. Not back to back. That's that. That's the secret song. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it still playing? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who's watering can? Which song cuts out on the A side? Because you 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 you, you <laughs> thought you bought the ninety oh, minute one, but you I only never, had the sixty minute one. I never fuck up. Because like one time I never had. Yeah, I never had that. Crazy. Yeah. Jesus. What kind of oh, mix? I can sneak it out on a CD. I can sneak it. I can sneak it in. And then you got just the clear. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and you made sure to tell them to listen with headphones. Yeah, put it, it on. Just, yeah. And if you're in bed with the lights dimmed at the time that you're. Well, you wouldn't say that. No. You no. wouldn't. No, of course. You'd just be like, hey, I made something. Yeah, I made something. Listen to it on a room. Yeah, I'll put it in your locker. Shut I'll up. Give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. Can't play it off, dude. Yeah, you cannot play that <laughs> no. off. So creepy. Yeah. Put so, it in your locker. So Shut up. <laughs> I have. Who are you? Like, haven't even said anything. It's in your locker. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck you. I've never said that in my life. Oh my god. Somebody has, dude. But somebody has. Somebody who wears I a fedora. Like, I just. I, that, like, dude, someone's a ghost of some personality just has took my done body. Some person in the 90s. Oh, my God. Like, I put it in your locker. Absolutely did that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be cool. I don't like it. It's like a ska mixtape. But, yeah. And then they listen to the album. It's like, you love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are in love. <laughs> this is forever. <laughs> uh, Michael? Oh, um, Smudge System? <laughs> Sure. We're going smudge system. Yes. What the fuck? No, I, I, I mean, 
it's boring, but I, I feel the same. Seven yeah. out of seven on uh, Flash of the Life. A- and mostly, I guess, my rating system being that it, for poetry in particular, brought me really into poetry. Like, it was the Rosetta Stone for me of... Uh, I, and I've been slowly getting to that point, but that this book was definitely like, this rocks because it's so easy and, like, second nature, and I, I get it. Like, I was finally like, I get this. Um, awesome. So, yeah. Definitely. Big score. We're going to. That's one for poetry. Yep. <laughs> Fucking gonna, uh, poets, man. I'm going to end with this before we uh, do our socials. Oh, yeah. Eric. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> do you think he said who's there while he's running? Right Absolutely, now? dude. Yeah. He Probably did. fucking tripped on a root or something. <laughs> yeah. Again. <laughs> Again. I am. You fuckers. <laughs> and I'll always be there for you listeners. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Edge of my seat. Uh, yes. Yeah, Edge of my seat. I had it. no idea what was coming next. Um, I'm, I'm here for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Fraser Green. <laughs> <laughs> Signing off. Good day, Seattle. Um, dude, I'm so pleased. I'm so pleasantly surprised and, and very pleased. Uh, and I will say. We 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 bonked around different. Uh, it wasn't exclusive to me. We bonked around different albums and stuff like that. I'm glad we landed on this one though. Yeah, I'm really glad. Cause you know I was leaning Purple Rain, but I'm very glad that we landed on this. I think it was the best choice. And all tied in, good stuff. So, dear listener, um, welcome to season eight. This is a lot of fun, and we're going to continue to have quite a bit of fun and bring you things that you may not have known existed. I get the feeling that we're going to be pushing things a little bit. Hitting our stride. Yeah. Seven seasons. Really, I'm really into it. There might be some pretty weird, pretty perhaps large things on the horizon of in terms of uh, maybe a guest or two this season. Who knows? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, you know tell you about it as it comes. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little uh, Tommy Hanks might swing by. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, but we're only gonna allow him Tommy to. Tommy Hanks. <laughs> we're only gonna allow him to talk like his character in Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> and he can only sing in that song from Big. Maybe yeah, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's brother on there the. There might case. be a snake <laughs> in the boot. We're going to get the Jello shot guy <laughs> <laughs> down the street. Uh, in any case, um, you're listening to us, so you found us Thank you. on some sort of streaming service for podcasts. <clears throat> Thank you. And we love that people listen to this. And it's weird to know that they do. It really does super warm weird. my heart. It's super weird. And I love it, every second of it, because of how it gets made, <laughs> and then that it goes yeah. somewhere, and you're listening to it, and I don't know what you look like. Um, or what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best part. Or what best. you're thinking right now. Yeah. I hear a lawnmower. Somebody's mowing the lawn, because I have yeah. synesthesia. That'd be mm. cool. In the future. It's like future synesthesia. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not out yet. It's Whoa. not out yet. We're recording it Because right we're now. now. <laughs> we're now. We're now. What? <laughs> Time is a flat circle, though, so maybe... We're actually in the past. Yeah. To them. To them. Yeah. Yeah. Things have happened. Remember, I heard something no fucked up No drugs happened. have been consumed during the making of this podcast. Yeah. Besides alcohol and caffeine. But uh, <laughs> I'll say this. Remember when something huge happened 
but we had already recorded the I forget what the fuck it was and we put it out and it didn't acknowledge the big thing it might have been the pandemic it might have been COVID or something <laughs> and we just didn't it's acknowledge really it because funny. it wasn't like we didn't know about it and then right. it was like we're inside now <laughs> And then the next episode, we're like, whoa, that oh was my weird. God. <laughs> we're all remote. We're all remote now. And, every, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick, Zoom, Nick. Zoom quality. <laughs> Your mic sucks. <laughs> uh, in any case, we love you. And We um, want to marry you. We hope that you uh, enjoy these things and try these things if you're able to. Our name's William Wallace. I fucking love you. I don't want to marry you. I want to fucking marry you. Here's my neckerchief. <laughs> I don't think he said I fucking want to marry him. <laughs> I think he used that. His no. accent was better than ours, too. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, in any case. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank, thanks for listening. Thank you for coming, Mike. Yo, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. <laughs>